It's Tuesday, October 16, 2012. I like coal. I'm going to make sure we can continue to burn clean coal. We've got to look at the energy sources of the future, like wind and solar and biofuels. Debating the future, contrasting the candidates on energy. Today, thanks to some great work by Ken Salazar, we've got 16 solar projects approved, and that's progress. Fast-tracking solar energy on public lands. Car battery maker goes bankrupt. Plus, it's official. September 2012 was the hottest month ever. Ever? Yes, ever. All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We do not need alternative energy any more than we need alternative lifestyles. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Wind Turbine. This is your Green News Report. Watch that blade, buddy. Okay, Des, we took a week off, and I came back with a horrible cold. So I'm going to shut up and let you uh, drive the ship today. All right, we got a lot coming up, but first... Here are some things that we have not talked about. There's been no discussion of global warming. That was Tom Brokaw on Sunday's Meet the Press, noting that climate change has been completely absent from the debates, and that is unlikely to change with Tuesday's debate. Now, I've said it before, this is the worst debate drinking game ever, waiting for any mention of climate change. But that doesn't mean that there's no difference between the candidates. In the last four years, President Obama has mentioned the need to address climate change only a handful of times and has done little on reducing emissions. But GOP presidential candidate Mitt Romney, on the other hand, has completely flip-flopped on climate change. As Massachusetts governor, he signed on to the Northeast's Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. But now, he says, he doesn't even know if global warming is human cause. (laughs) But the biggest policy contrasts between the two candidates are on taxpayer energy subsidies. Romney said in the first presidential debate that he would consider looking at maybe reducing taxpayer subsidies for the oil industry. If we get that tax rate from 35 percent down to 25 percent, why that $2.8 billion is on the table. He said he'd consider it, but the only specific cut he's promised so far is to fire Big Bird. But hey, at least he's specific on something. Romney also promises to eliminate federal support for our domestic clean energy industry and increase drilling offshore and on all public lands. In contrast, unlike the millions of acres of public lands already devoted to oil and gas drilling, there were zero solar projects on public lands prior to the Obama administration. In just four years, Obama has approved 16 new solar projects. When I took office, I said, uh, why not give these businesses some access to public lands that aren't otherwise being utilized? At the time, there wasn't a single solar project in place on public lands, not one. Today, thanks to some great work by Ken Salazar, uh, we've got 16 solar projects approved. And that's progress. And yet, if some politicians had their way, There won't be any more public investment in solar energy. There won't be as many new jobs and new businesses. And to further that goal, the Obama administration Interior Department announced a new policy on Friday that will streamline construction of large utility-scale solar energy projects on public lands in the West. The new plan will funnel future large-scale solar plants to 17 solar energy zones. These are pre-selected public lands that are said to have the highest solar potential, are already located close to existing power lines, and have the lowest environmental and wildlife impact. The zones cover about 4 
450 square miles in total across six western states. Is there a concern that if Romney were to win the White House, that we'd see something like we saw in 1980 when Ronald Reagan came into the White House and literally took down the solar panels off the White House roof that uh, Jimmy Carter had put up there? That is exactly the fear. Romney and Ryan have both said they are against renewing, say, the wind production energy tax credit that is actually causing layoffs in the wind industry right now. Consolidation is hitting the U.S. car battery industry. Innovative lithium-ion car battery maker A123, which used $132 million in grants from the Obama administration Department of Energy, has filed for bankruptcy on Monday and was immediately bought up by U.S.-based global auto supplier Johnson Controls, which says that both of its Michigan factories will continue production. The right-wing media is already pouncing on this. The good news is those jobs remain in the United States. And just a reminder, the planet doesn't do politics or pay attention to debates. It's official. Last month, September 2012, was the warmest month ever recorded on the planet. That's according to the National Climatic Data Center's monthly report. September 2012 is tied for warmest month ever with September 2005. Remember, that's when Hurricane Katrina hit. I'm totally going to fire Big Bird. First, I need some tea, some green tea, of course. So why don't you take us out, Des? For more on those stories and the ones we didn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, consider sponsoring the Green News Report so we can buy Brad a few more cups of green tea. Download us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and follow us on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Desi Doyen. And I'm Brad Friedman. And this has been your Green News Report. Well done. It's not easy being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. And people tend to pass you over. Because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles on the water or stars in the sky.